This is Ashley Hatch, and you're listening to Follow Your Spirit. Since the uh, the exhausted Jordan Small needs to uh, needs to recuperate for what I imagine is going to be another busy couple of days uh, over at the day job, uh, hopefully. But you will you will be at the Plex on Saturday, right? Yep, that's uh, going to come right up there. Very good. I'm uh, I'm excited. My first uh, my first match this e- this uh, yeah this season. Uh, my first Ben and Jerry's of the season. Yes. It's gonna be great. <laughs> it's gonna be great. All right, we got a handful of things uh, to get to. Um, let's start with, uh, the world cup just briefly. Um, the United States, uh, defeat Sweden today, uh, to win their group. Um, that comes to really no surprise. Um, Netherlands beats Canada to beat their group. It was a little disappointed in that England wins their group. I don't have, I mean, I'll have it all in front of me, but, um, I don't know. Through the group stage, uh, what do you think is the most interesting development? The most like, is there an advancement that makes you go, "Huh"? Um, I would say that it's not necessarily um, like a "huh" moment, but uh, I think that seeing Cameroon advance is, yes. is super exciting. Uh, you know, it's always fun when you see different different teams advance, um, and they're just one name that popped up that I saw today and I was like, Oh, that's, that's pretty cool. I'm excited about that. So, um, definitely looking forward to the round of 16. Yes. Cameroon, uh, goes on to, to play England in the round of 16. Nigeria also advanced. Um, and I I think those, I think, I think to the casual soccer fan, that might be, uh, you know, as you pointed out, kind of an interesting, uh, advancement, most likely if, if you had to take a guess on, which team is likely to upset? Is it Nigeria over Germany or Cameroon over England? I would say, uh, whew, I would say Cameroon over England. I just think that they're in better form, and England has looked a little shaky here to start. I would say, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think you're right. I was, I don't know, I, I got to go with the Franny factor over uh, yeah. over Nigeria, but uh, but I think you're right. I think um looking at between nigeria and cameroon you're right i, th- I think cameroon is in, in, is in good form but when you're comparing germany to england i think england definitely looks more vulnerable uh than germany right now very good uh and uh, do you think this you think spain's gonna pose any threat to the u.s yeah i mean i think spain is one of those teams that has been super interesting to to watch so far in the world cup and they they could be dangerous i think that um, you know, do they pose a threat? Maybe not, but I think it'll definitely be um, a challenge for the U.S. and uh, a little bit more competition than they maybe saw in their first two games. Yeah, um, and then <laughs> they'll go on to win. They'll go on to play uh, whoever wins in the France Brazil uh, match. Um, so, so Spain won't roll over, uh, France and Brazil, both, uh, you know, obviously France was the, was the co-favorite of the tournament. Brazil has their strengths. Um, look, U S is still the favorite to win this whole thing, but, uh, they're going to earn it. Uh, they're definitely going to earn it, uh, on their way through. Uh, let's get to the Washington spirit. Uh, I have the, I tried to have these in some particular order as I was opening new tabs, but let's get through this. Um, <laughs> Uh, Grace Cutler uh, is a national team replacement. She comes on um, as the um, 
as the national team players are out. Uh, she is a forward out of Fort Collins. Um, not sure how much time she'll get, but uh, I'm excited to see her play if she if she gets some minutes. Yeah, always need some some bodies at this point in the year. And it's always, you know, it, you know, what's great about this time of the year is, um, you know, whether it's for this or the Olympics or whatever, when, whenever the national team players away, it's a good opportunity for every team, the entire league to develop other players, right? There's, there's, right. A, there's yeah. So uh, giving some other ladies and uh, some other women an opportunity to, uh, to get some minutes and, and maybe prove themselves, if not to the, the, to the club that they're a replacement for, but maybe another club the following year. Um, Chloe Legarzo was named World Cup Player of the Match in the Australia-Brazil game. Uh, boy, she had herself a game uh, to – I mean, it, look, Sam Kerr did Sam Kerr things, right? We saw Sam Kerr score four in a row against um, – goodness, help me, Jamaica. Yeah. Um, but, um, look, Chloe Legarzo um, – I would say her performance in game two, probably more crucial, right? Um, bringing, because Sam Kerr's mission in game three was essentially, let me just see how many goals I can score, <laughs> right? Chloe right. um, Garzo was a part of that effort that brought uh, to go down 1-0 to uh, ending up winning uh, the, uh, the game 3-2. Uh, so, you know. Bravo, Clara Garzo, and excited to see the Matildas advance. Yeah, she ran about a million miles in that game, and is the reason <laughs> that they were that they were able to come back in that. So it was an incredible performance. Even though, um, you know, on the stat sheet she had a goal and an assist, but it was it was so much more than that. So it was an impressive performance. Yeah, and then in the uh, in the following or in, in in game three in the match that I just mentioned, Shayna Matthews and Chloe Legarzo uh, both faced off in what ultimately ended up being four uh, one uh, Matilda's over the Reggae Girls. Uh, Havana Salon sighting. Yep. Uh, comes away with the goal. Um, it was probably a little weird to people who didn't understand how that worked to see Havana Salon right. and, a, and a, you know, the name Havana Salon in a, in a Jamaica jersey and be like, what? But uh, for all the Spirit fans, uh, that was exciting. Like we said, whether 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 a player's on the team or not, it's the, you know, every, I saw so many people talk about Benini and uh, Estelle and Havana and it was great watching the Spirit fam get excited about former players almost just as much as they were about the U.S. team. Yeah, I mean, gotta gotta support the players uh, that have come through, and I think that that just goes back to the whole Spirit fam mentality. Yeah. You know, it's it's a family, and and you always keep tabs on on people as they move along, even if they're not with the Spirit anymore. Yeah. Uh, continuing with uh, spirit news that involves the World Cup, uh, Mallory Pugh got a start in the U.S. Uh, win over Chile. Uh, looked like she it was sort of seemed like she wasn't quite on her game um, uh, in that match. Um, in, in the minutes that we've seen her play through three, through three matches, how do you feel about Pugh's uh, first World Cup? Yeah, it's it's been all right. I mean, I think that. There's so much potential there for her that people might be a little bit disappointed by what they've seen from her. But I also think it's hard when you're playing on a team that is winning three to no- or three to nothing and thirteen to nothing in, in so many games. Like it, it's hard to stand out 
when some players are having uh, such great performances. So uh, I think she's just got to keep grinding away at it, and her time will come. She'll she'll have that big moment, uh, and we'll all be thankful that she did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. All right, getting on to the Washington Spirits specifically, uh, the Spirits – uh, get a point coming out of Seattle. This was the third rematch of the season, which I thought was interesting. This was um, just after eight matches. This is the third rematch of the season. Um, seems to be working out so far, though, for the Spirit. They come away with a point. Um, uh, Sully gets her uh, gets her first goal. That was exciting. Yeah. Uh, the the outpour of excitement from everybody was uh, was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, both goals came in the second half. First, Andy Sullivan in the 62nd minute, and Jessica Fishlock does what she does and uh, tied it up um, just 15 minutes after that. Uh, what, what, what are your thoughts on the performance from the Spirit this game? I was a little disappointed, to be honest, especially in the second half. I thought that they worked so hard to get that goal and, and break through and go up one nothing on the road and then uh they kind of fell back into their ways a little bit and were so defensive and it cost them in the end and Jess Fishlock uh despite looking like she had almost popped her shoulder out or something um comes back and and fights through the pain to score late it was it was disappointing but you know, a point on the road is a point on the road, especially up in, in the Pacific Northwest. So at the end of the day, uh, we'll take it. Yeah, Jessica Fishlock seems like that player that if she dislocated her shoulder, she would just throw it into a wall and just, <laughs> yeah. just get on with it. So I uh, wasn't surprised to see her see her recover from that. Uh, going on the stat line, a little bit of a different story than what we've seen um, in, the, in, in recent matches from the Spirit. They were outshot 24-10. to 10. Uh, this, the, uh, the rain had nine thoughts on goal to the spirits four. um, despite letting the one goal go through, uh, Aubrey Bledsoe with another impressive performance. And I believe that she was up for save of the, save of the week again this week, this weekend, this Saturday, it's pride night. You're more a part of that community than I am. Um, tell me what it's like for your, for your team to finally, officially embrace um a pride night and host it and and it's not just a fan thing and it's not this like this this almost seems like this uh what's the right word for it awkwardness with the club uh or with ownership i guess we should say um but that your team is finally embracing it and finally hosting one what's what's that like to know that you're going to go attend that on saturday yeah i mean it's great you know i i keep saying to people this week has been so busy for me, and if it was any other game, I was thinking about not going, but knowing this is Pride Night and it's the first one ever, um, I feel like it's a can't-miss game. It's one of those things that uh, it, it just feels good to see the team officially embrace it, and I think that kind of the celebration around it is has been great. Um when I saw them put out the the T-shirt that they're going to be selling this weekend, um, the other day it was it was a cool feeling, and to know that Joe's getting her jersey retired this weekend too is just I think it's a good combination of events, and for it to be the first one is is a great thing to be attending for sure. 
Yeah. Joanna Loman, number 15, jerseys being retired, well-deserved. Um, they were having a Forever 15 uh, campaign. I guess they still are all week. Um, people sharing their stories of, of Joanna Loman moments. And uh, I, I um, shared the, the opportunity I had a few years ago to hang out with her while she was getting her hair cut uh, and getting one of her little hair designs. That was, that was a fun uh, moment in follow your spirit history with Joanna Loman. Uh, I think her, uh, the other moment that stuck out right away was the, um, the bicycle kick goal to <laughs> kick off the 2016 season, right? Or 2017, 2016, 2017, 2017. I think it was 2017. That's right. Cause it, uh, yeah. Yeah, anyway. it was. between you and i jordan this week we have about 75 percent of a brain function between the two of us so i'm really proud of us for getting getting there on some some of these uh these moments um it's so uh i I didn't mention to you at uh i got a chance to speak with ashley hatch uh yesterday so we have um an interview with her coming up uh shortly when you and i finish here uh fans will be excited to know that at the end i quickly asked her if she'd be interested in working on a t-shirt and she said yes uh so ashley hatch shirt in the hopper Love it. um I, i'm yep i'm gonna give you getting with my designer uh to start working on that the aubrey bledsoe shirts are for are in pre-order stage right now that'll probably i'll probably leave the pre-order up through uh, at least through the end of Saturday. And uh, spearcoverage.com slash merch is where you can pre-order that. The way that the, the way that pre the way that the shirts are gonna work moving forward is um, I'm going to keep less inventory on on hand and I will not be stocking any hoodies. So you'll notice that there's a hoodie option. When I close the like the shirts will will stay on the page. I think probably going into next week, you'll see the hoodies will come down because uh, I once once I put in the order, no more, uh, no more. Oh my goodness, no more <laughs> hoodies. Uh, but and then I'll have one or two of each size, sort of um, for the shirts in, in inventory. But that's how that's going to work. Um, Aubrey is super excited about this. She's super humbled that uh, that people are. Um, uh, supporting this and 20% of gross sales will benefit a campaign from sport forward. That's called reshape a reshape Egypt, um, which is um, it's sort of, it's using soccer, it's using sports um, to sort of reshape lives and, and, and effect into, to bring the, the beautiful game uh, to Egypt and, and sort of to do good through that, right? It's not just bringing so- obviously soccer exists in Egypt, but um, it's using the power of sport to uh, to, to impact people. So um, hopefully we can get Aubrey on in the near future. She could talk a little bit more about her experience with them and why she chose them as um, why she chose them uh, as the benefactor of her shirt sales. Um, all right. Joanna Loman retirement ceremony, official Pride Night, Houston Dash coming into town, Tim Lawson's first appearance of the season, <laughs> the first Ben and Jerry's collaboration of yes. the season between you and I. Um, not looking good for the Houston Dash. <laughs> um, in in my in my discussion with Ashley Hatch, she said that uh, she hopes that the 
Soccerplex can come with the same amount of energy as she believes the players will have going into this game. Uh, and that doesn't mean that it just got me excited right away to, to see, to, to, be, to know that I get to be there for that. Uh, Cause the fans definitely feed off the energy of the team. So uh, let's round off with what are your thoughts on this week's game? Um, I'm, I'm, I think the spirits excitement get them there. I think Houston doesn't quite find their, uh, their footing as they struggle in the, in the, the, the middle of the, the pack so f- thus far. Uh, I'm going to go with a three nil shutout. Oof. I was going to say three to one. Um, I think that uh, Aubrey's Houston's, showing up. Houston sneaks one, uh, sneaks one by, but it'll be, uh, it'll be a good game. And I, I do see a the spirit getting a few goals on uh on home turf yeah yeah it's uh and it's gonna be fun to watch and uh maybe Sully comes for another one maybe um uh who I mean I'd like to see like uh I'd like to see Tori like come up from the you know come up and 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 sneak one in there I I feel like a fun uh, a fun week's ahead of us and of course Ashley Hatch three goals already on the season uh in good form uh wouldn't be surprised if she gets a few on frame uh, all right, Jordan, I'm going to let you uh, get something to eat and, and get some rest. I will see you on Saturday, and hopefully we'll be talking about three points next week as we recap this game and look towards the rest of the season. Looking forward to it. Perfect. All right, Ashley, we're going to start this where we start all these interviews. Everybody has been watching you playing Spirit Kit now for some time, but let's learn a little bit more about you as a player. How did you initially get introduced to the game of soccer? Can you Do you remember how, that, that time way back when? <laughs> yeah, that was a long time ago. I was, I think I was eight years old and just some of my friends from elementary school were like, hey, we're making a soccer team. You want to join? And I was like, sure, sounds like fun. So that's when it all began. Very good. And what what was it uh, that you like? What did you enjoy about it? What what had you uh, coming back to the pitch? Um, I don't I don't know. To be honest, when I first actually <laughs> went out to play, since I started a little bit late, like they already had positions and stuff, so I was kind of confused why like my coach was yelling at me because I was just chasing the ball. He told me I had to stay on the left side, and I was like, why the ball's over there? So. I initially was like, this sport isn't fun. Like, I have to stay on my side of the field. Um, but once I understood the game a little bit more, um, I started scoring more goals, and it was just, like, really, really fun. And my teams were really fun to play with, and I just loved the action and how every game is different, and it wasn't um, repetitive, kind of like some of the other sports I had played, like tennis and softball. So I just really enjoyed the excitement of the game. Sure. So uh, you said you started playing around around time you were eight. Uh, what stage of life do you think you were in when you finally had sort of that lifelong passion for it? Um, I would say my freshman year of high school, I kind of decided that soccer was going to be my sport. And it was going to be a sport that I was going to dedicate my time into. And, you know, it was a sport I was going to use to, you know, go into college and then from college to professional. It was just, it was going to be my identity, basically. So you, uh, you, you went to college at Brigham Young. You get, uh, you get drafted uh, by the Courage. Uh, but at what, point, at what point did you realize that you had the potential to go pro? Um, I would say my sophomore year of college, some of my other teammates, uh, 
who were seniors had been entering the draft and they were drafted and it kind of became more of a reality than just a dream. Like seeing these girls that I had played that I had played with actually playing professional soccer. So I think that's when I realized that I could actually play at this level. And what, what has been, uh, what has been the biggest adjustment then from college to pro? I feel like there's lots of adjustments. Um, I think the biggest one that comes to mind is just the professionalism. Uh, every single girl that I've ever played with on any team at this level just takes their job very seriously, and that's on and off the field. And I think off the field is probably one of the biggest adjustments because it's your job, and you have to you know, take care of your body, manage your time, be smart with what you do off the field so you can perform on the field. Yeah, you you came you came to the spirits uh, at a challenging time for the club, and this year the the spirit on top of the table uh, going to the middle of the season. Uh, what's the atmosphere like in the locker room, especially compared to where you where you were as a club around this time last year? Uh, the atmosphere is totally different. Um, everyone's just really excited. Uh, where we're at and also to see where we can go everyone's competitive comes out to training every day wanting to work hard and get better um i think this time last year since it's still early on in the season we still had a little bit about a little bit of that but we had a few more losses so that was kind of a little bit more discouraging so this year we just are all a lot more excited so um, you've had a uh, you've had a wonderful season thus far with with three goals. Uh, but tell us about a tell us about a game uh, this year, if you can recall, uh, where maybe you walked off the field a little disappointed in yourself. And what 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 uh, what was that moment? And and what had you disappointed? Um, hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know any game where we don't perform well as a team is always you know, a game where I walk off, like always questioning like what I could have done better to help out the team. Um, I think, I think our first away game against Utah was kind of frustrating. I remember walk I had, I just didn't play my very best. I had a few touches that got off my foot and I lost the ball a couple of times and like key possession moments. And so I think that game sticks out in my mind the most, just kind of, ironing out the kinks from those and then moving on to the next but that game kind of sticks out the most in my mind yeah and then how do you how do you deal with those moments or do you um is it easy for you to sort of let those go do you immediately focus on improving with that one thing how do you how do you deal with those moments in that following week um i think that it takes a good balance of learning from mistakes also not um dwelling on them because there's always a game the next week and you got to focus on that game and you got to get ready for it. So I think just keeping in mind the things that you can work on in practice and like intentionally working on them during practice, but also realizing that there's other parts of your game that you're really good at and also focusing on your strengths. Yeah. Um, what, um, moving to a little bit with your, your relationship with your teammates, which, which player on, uh, on the team do you feel like you have the most chemistry with on the pitch? Uh, I love this question because I feel like I've been asked it a couple of times and I can honestly say, I feel like I have a, a certain type of chemistry with almost every single player on the field. I think that's what's so special about our team is, Everyone really loves everyone and everyone, even though we're competing every single day for minutes on the field and game day, when it comes time, whoever's on the pitch is, you know, 
it's who's competing together. Um, I've made some good relationships with um, Jordan DiBiase, though, in the middle. And I've had different forwards up top, which is challenging, but it's also great because we have so many great players with the World Cup girls leaving and coming back. We've had some players that are able to step up and play in those positions. And I feel like I've been able to create relationships with them, even though it's a different person sometimes each week at practice. Yeah. And then alternatively, when you're not on the pitch, uh, which teammates do you feel like you have the most, uh, or which player do you feel like you have the most chemistry with when you're off the pitch, when you're away from the field? I hang out quite a bit with all the girls. We all try and get together. But the two from the, that come to mind first is um, Aubrey Bledsoe and Andy Sullivan, just because I think we had uh, last year, we lived through last year, and we're now kicking butt this year. So <laughs> I like to hang out with them a lot. They're a good group. Absolutely. Who do you, who do you feel might be an unsung hero on the team? Maybe someone who's not hitting the highlights of the stat sheets, but is definitely contributing to the success of the team. Um, I think Tori Huster definitely. She's such a solid player and very um, very much a utility player. I feel like she's kind of found her role in outside back right now, but she can honestly play anywhere. Um, I think she's played in like three or four different positions since I've been here with the Spirit. She's also a great leader on and off the field, so I definitely think she's someone that really helps us. Uh, when you're not playing soccer, um, what what do you enjoy doing? What do you do when you're about the greater D.C. area? <laughs> um, I really like exploring. I think there's so many things to explore here in D.C. My husband is actually out here with me for the summer, so we like to go explore the city. We love eating food, <laughs> so we like exploring new places to eat um but we also like doing like outdoor adventure stuff we got a an inflatable kayak for our wedding so we've taken that out a couple times (laughs) nice uh very good um if you um you know uh if if for some for any reason I'm not going to give a I'm not going to jinx with any uh, any negativity here, but if for some reason you had to move on from the game of soccer, uh, what sort of career field do you th- do you, would you find yourself pursuing? Um, that's a good question. I feel like soccer has given me so many different options. I think coaching is something I would really enjoy. During the off season, I actually coached um, at my sister's college, Utah Valley University, and really enjoyed it. Um, but I also really want to become a mom, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> Very well. Um, what? So you've been you've been with the squad now for for uh, a couple years. You're familiar with them. Do you have a favorite Spirit Squadron chant? <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> I don't know. I I can't think of one off the top of my head, but they are pretty loud, so I really appreciate them. <laughs> yes, they uh, they definitely show up for sure. Um, actually this weekend, uh, on Saturday night, the spirit will be hosting their first official pride night and there'll be a nice little retirement ceremony for Joanna Loman, who's given so much to this club. Uh, what's it like anticipating such a big night for, for the Washington spirit? Um, I mean, I'm anticipating a lot of energy. Uh, Joe has done lots for the club, so I know she'll have lots of fans out there for her. And, um, I'm just really excited to see if the crowd can bring the energy that we're going to bring. Yeah. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Oh, goodness. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Spirit Squadron listened to this podcast, and I can guarantee you they uh, they just accepted your challenge. Perfect. Ashley, uh, last question for you. Uh, if, you ha- if you could choose two of your teammates 
to host to co-host their own podcast, who would you choose and what would their subject be? What would they talk about? Oh, I mean, I want to say Aubrey because she's really good at baking and so I feel like she has she like knows all the good dessert areas in DC and I think probably Andy because Andy really likes eating desserts. So, I think they would do a, a good job. <laughs> Perfect. There we go. Ashley, it's it's been a pleasure talking to you. Before before I let you go, I'm I'm, I'm curious. The uh the some of the fans have wondered if we'll do an Ashley Hatch shirt. Uh, would you be interested in that? Yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. All right. Very well. I'll uh, I'll follow up with Aubrey uh to uh to, to get your email or some somewhere so so we can follow up. But uh, Ashley, it's it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, and I look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Yeah. Thank you.